Well, I think this combo is guaranteed to make people laugh. They are coming straight from their Las Vegas residency, and Colin Mockery and Asad Mekki are going to be taking Hiprov, Improv Under Hypnosis, on the second leg of their North American tour. And there are tour dates coming to Vancouver, Nanaimo, Campbell River, Sydney. I'll have more information on the tour dates coming up. But both Colin Mockery and Master Hypnotist Asad Mekki are joining me now to talk more about this. Thanks to both of you for being here. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, it's exciting to talk to you. I know, Colin, people will recognize your name probably most from seeing you on Whose Line Is It Anyway, but from many of the other shows that you've done as well. Asad, you are a master hypnotist, which is pretty cool as well, and you two have kind of joined forces. So who wants to start and tell me a little bit about this show that's coming, well, to many different places, including right here, Vancouver and Vancouver Island? Sure. The name of the show is Hiprov, Improv Under Hypnosis. I'm the master hypnotist on the show. I bring up 20 volunteers. I hypnotize them, whittle it down to the best subjects, enter Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway. Colin then improvises with the people on stage while they're under hypnosis. The show's fast-paced, it's action-packed, high energy, and above all else, hilarious because we've got Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway in the show. Well, Colin, t- tell us a little bit about that, because, again, people will, will remember you from Whose Line Is It Anyway? I know you have a background that uh, involved being a big part of theater sports here in Vancouver. How is it different when you're dealing with people who have been hypnotized? Yeah, uh, well, when I'm working with um, normal, <laughs> what, you know, what, 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 I want to use the word normal, but people who aren't hypnotized and improvising, you know, like the, the people on Whose Line, even though we're all making up, um, what's going on, I still have a sense of where they want to go in the scene and where the direction may go. You don't have that with these people. They don't have an end game in sight. They just react to everything you say. They're not thinking, oh, maybe if I say this, this will lead us to a point where we'll get to this ending. They're just giving great information. So that makes it a little more, uh, a little different, and it makes it more fun for me because I really have to pay attention to what they're saying and giving me. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, uh, not listening to what uh, what what they are saying. Uh, Assad, what is it like then? Well, first, is it difficult getting volunteers? Because I would think some people would be hesitant and be kind of afraid of what could possibly happen after they've been hypnotized. Jill, they storm the stage. <laughs> they have to beat them back with a broomstick. It's absolute mass hysteria. And I'm not joking, truly. People come up on stage, they're running up on stage, I have to tell them to slow down. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to get hypnotized and then improv with a comedy legend. That's me, by the way, just in case there was any uh, confusion. <laughs> That's when somebody asked, oh, is somebody else joining the show? No, of course not. So we knew that uh, was No, it's you. me, I'm the comedy legend. <laughs> we know. <laughs> but Asad, how did you start doing this? How did you become a, a master hypnotist? I studied the martial arts for a long time, so meditation, visualization, self-hypnosis, they're all interrelated. When I was in my first year of university, one of my friends went away to Hawaii over spring break. He was sunburned very badly, and he happened to be traveling with his father's friend, who was a dentist, who used hypnosis in his dental practice, because hypnosis can be used for painless dentistry and painless surgery. Ronnie was... uh, 
itchy and uncomfortable because of the sunburn. So this dentist hypnotized Ronnie to wait to take away the burning sensation associated to the sunburn. I was absolutely fascinated when I heard that story. That kind of started me down this road. Uh, hypnosis is used for painless dentistry, painless surgery, painless childbirth. Hypnosis is used for smoking cessation, weight loss, stress management, peak performance for athletes. Uh, it's an incredible uh, therapeutic tool. But then at the same time, what we do on stage, no therapy at all, <laughs> just the wacky stuff, the wild stuff, the strange stuff. The the actual part of the brain that deals with self-reflection becomes disconnected when, when somebody's hypnotized. So they no longer reflect on their behavior. They just carry out my suggestions without hesitation and without question. See, first-time improvisers, they'll play to a crowd, they'll hesitate, they'll look nervous. Whereas these people who are hypnotized, they just immediately react to all my suggestions without hesitation, without question. And they do seamless improv with Colin. It's amazing to watch. They keep up to Colin. And the good hypnotic subjects at times even steal scenes. It's amazing to watch. Hmm. Well, Colin, what's that like when, and you kind of touched on this in that they're not looking ahead, they're not kind of in the moment, but but what's that like when somebody, you know, starts stealing the scene or things go maybe in a direction you weren't anticipating? Well, of course, I immediately hate them. <laughs> then being a professional, I have to think about the show. Um, you know, for me... Part of being an improviser, one of the rules is making your partner look good. And when they sort of take off and go into this great direction and you can feel the audience in awe of what they're doing, I feel I've done my job. I've uh, showcased them. And that's what we're both trying to do. We're trying to get rid of a lot of misconceptions about both improvising and hypnosis. You know, I, all my hypnosis facts came from the Flintstones, which surprisingly are wrong. <laughs> Uh, so um, what happens is we just take away the impediment that stops you from improvising, which is basically you. The part of the brain that says you're going to be embarrassed, you're not going to be able to come up with anything, that's gone. And they just feel relaxed enough and confident enough to give me and Assad anything we want. And Colin, is it different or, or when you come back to Vancouver, I don't know, uh, people might not know that you actually came to Vancouver at a pretty young age. When you are back in Vancouver and performing on a Vancouver stage, does that make it different? It makes it different because it's harder to perform in front of friends and family because they all want stuff from you. <laughs> you know, when we go to um, a town where nobody knows us, I mean, that's the thing. It's, we can concentrate on the show. When I go home and I love Vancouver and I have a lot of family and friends there, but, you know, people want tickets. Uh, usually the people I never see until I do a show. So uh, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. imagine if you were to win the lottery. Where where would they all come from oh. at that point? <laughs> um, Luckily, uh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Asad, you mentioned that, that people really want to be hypnotized and want to get on the stage and take part in this. Do you find, are there people that are challengers that want to take part in this because they feel like you can't hypnotize them? So nobody can be hypnotized against their own will. So I, I make that pretty clear up front. So people who come up on stage have to be honest and willing hypnotic participants or hypnotic subjects. See, the research indicates that people who are able to dissociate from their surroundings are really good subjects. So even if a skeptic comes up, but they're one of these people that are able to dissociate from their surroundings, get, get, get so wrapped in what they're watching, or what they're reading, they're moved to a physiological response. They're the great 
They're the best subjects. So I'll give you an example. Two people watch a tearjerker. One person watches the movie and says, uh, you know, the acting's kind of bad. I don't really buy the plot line. I'm not really invested. And sits there watching the show and is not really fully immersed. The other person is sobbing and bawling their eyes out. The person who's sobbing and bawling their eyes out, they're the person who's going to be a really good subject in a hypnosis show because it describes perfectly what occurs up on stage. These people get so immersed in the moment and they disassociate from their surroundings, get so caught up in the moment that they're moved to experience all these incredible uh, visual hallucinations, auditory hallucinations, kinesthetic hallucinations, uh, on stage. It's really a fascinating subject. Hmm. And uh, how did you guys come up with the idea to put these two things together, to mix improv and hypnotism? I was taking classes at the Second City, and oftentimes the instructors would say, get out of your heads, you're too much in your head. And they'd be addressing first-year uh, improv students. And what I realized was they, they were doing all these exercises to engage the conscious mind, the critical analytical part of the mind of the students that were taking the courses. And I thought, okay, wait a second. I see what they're doing. They're bypassing the conscious mind and getting unconscious functioning here. And I thought, wait a second, is it possible to hypnotize somebody? Because that's what happens with hypnosis. You're moving the conscious mind aside and working directly with the unconscious mind. Is it possible to hypnotize somebody that has no improv experience and turn them into a great improviser? And the answer has been a resounding yes. And then I thought, is it possible to up the bar or even increase the stakes even further and bring in the world's greatest improviser? Again, that's me. That is me. Paul Mockery. And have them improvise with Colin on stage. And it has just been an absolute whirlwind. And Colin, is that what you were thinking as well when you got involved? Um, I didn't have, uh, like our hypnotized people, I didn't have a end game. I just thought, you know, I've been doing this for uh, over 40 years now. And I had this fear of getting too relaxed and content and maybe doing the same things over and over again. And I thought, this would be a nice little uh, kick in the butt, working with people I've never met who are hypnotized. And it's really, I think it's made me a better improviser. And the show is just so much fun. So I'm, I'm glad it's worked out beautifully. Well, thanks to both of you. I know uh, the shows will be great when you're in town, but thanks to both of you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.